Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't miss game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable. Welcome back, everybody. Texas Tech, Crabtree, Texas. Middle Tennessee beats Miami by two scores, and those damn Kansas State Wildcats beat Oklahoma. Uh, the strap season is getting crazy. I don't know if you're playing along with us, but if you are playing along with us for the Cruiserweight title, which Dan is holding in his hot little hand, it has been bonkers. So the spread, I think, is like 13 now, so we've got a lot of people uh, moving up and down. I've been breaking even about 50%. I was actually 1-1-1 one, one, and one this week, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Welcome back, Trash Talkers, to the College Football Roundtable or two O's and an NCO or Ring Knock Radio, whichever you prefer. <laughs> I'm your host, Rob. Uh, I am in Vietnam, and I keep being told not to say that, but I will continue to say it because All-American Week was this week, and there's a lot of uh, excitement during the division run. You know, if you've never done it. With you. Yeah, if you've never done a division run in the 82nd, you know, they take the double A seriously and there are beers being thrown at the division formation as the soldiers run by. Anyway, <laughs> rivalry is until you've been in one of those. They make yes. us all wear T-shirts because we want to know what gang we belong to. But it's nothing but a nonstop airborne shuffle of trash talk between different colored battalion shirts for about, I don't know, what, two hours there coming around? Yeah. yeah, it's like. It's like two and a half hours, and the only thing cool is you get buzzed by Apaches and CH-47s, but, like, that gets old after, like, the first mile. <laughs> anyway. Champ is here from the movie Ali, nonstop for two hours. That's all I did. That was my job. Nice. Oh, that's got to be uncomfortable. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, anyway, uh, I'm Rob, your host in Vietnam. we got Dano Ikebesa in coastal Connecticut, and we've got Trigger Joe coming out of the home of the big house. How's it going today, guys? Good, man. I went over to my buddy Bills this weekend, and it was fun as anything, and we watched a lot of football, but that dude is a bad influence on me. I barely remember any of the football that we watch, so I'm going to endeavor to be intelligent, but, yo, a lot of it is a, is a quite a blur, an ugly blur at that. As Mondays go, it's been pretty normal, but, you know, <laughs> so, so, yeah. but as they say, and, and Joe, what what do you got going on? How are you doing today? Oh, I, I was... You know, I'm 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 blurting apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that, that's one issue I always have. But uh, no, I was gonna say it, it's like your garden variety Monday. The only problem is it's Wednesday. Yeah, for so, sure, so absolutely. You know, yeah that 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 sounds about right for everybody. So uh, I mean, good part of it is is like we're a little bit further north. So if you are uh, University of Miami, not only did you take a lick in this weekend, but now you've got the eye of a hurricane sitting on top of you. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, yes, it is Wednesday. I will tell you, if you are not listening to the Army football show, you should probably check it out. We had a really good one this week. Uh, we talked about the quarterbacks and Mikey Stadium. And still, to me now, it makes me think about how long are we going to see, you know, like these 26, 27-year-old dudes that had a COVID year and double you know, extra eligibility and all this other stuff. Cause there's some grown men playing college football right now that have switched programs and uh, it's starting to show. Yeah. But with, 
without further ado, we'll pass it over to Dan for the rundown of the top 10. Yeah, so the top 10, not super changed. Uh, Georgia, number one. Alabama sits at number two. Ohio State, number three. Michigan, number four. I think this is probably your top four until these guys play each other. Uh, number five is Clemson. They sort of squeaked in there past Wake Forest just barely. Uh, number six, so- uh, Southern California moves up one. Number seven, Kentucky, they also move up one. Number eight, Tennessee, they also move up one. Man, it is hard to believe that they're sitting at number eight, but pretty convincing win against Florida. Number nine, Oklahoma State. They've got uh, NC State, I think, this weekend. And uh, number 10 is NC State. So somebody's going down. Other notables, you got number 13, Oregon. They look good. Uh, number 18, you've got Oklahoma, Alabama, Oakland, Homa. I don't know what that is, Oakland, Homa. But anyway, Oklahoma. Uh, number 20, Arkansas. Number 25, K-State. Uh, they sneak into the top 25. And uh, second week in a row, no group of five teams, which is crazy because you got group of five teams beating power five teams all over the place. Uh, speaking of which, others receiving votes. you got Florida State with 85. They probably could stand and get a couple more. App State with 77. They may very well be the best in the group of five. Cincinnati with 52. Kansas with 23. How they're not ranked, I don't know. And finally, Syracuse with number seven. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a, there's a huge problem, particularly with, uh, you know, K-State and Duke this or Kansas and Duke this weekend. That's usually a basketball contest. But again, yeah. it was a great game. I, I mean, I think uh, we they have to start giving a little tip of the hat to Kansas. I mean, you have to. Daniel, we touched on that. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Hey, oh, guess they, what? They showed up. If they handle Duke. Yeah. And, and they win convincingly. It doesn't have to be a blowout, but if they handle Duke, then they, I, I, I think they should be ranked. I still think they're being underlooked. And, uh, boy, you and I called it last week, said, you know, I think people are just, they're paying the rent for their past 10 years. Yeah. And that's all. Absolutely. That's kind yeah. of why F State was, uh, you know, came into the big house that year with all that talent and virtually nobody gave them a shot. And it was like, Okay, well, you go talent. The talent doesn't matter when you're getting smacked in the mouth what helmet you got on. And, uh, you know, K-State or Kansas, they got some talent. Yeah. And, yeah, it took them a while, but I I believe they are for real top 25 team. Well, and I I wonder how much NIL has to do with it, right? Because Kansas is a recognizable school based off of basketball, right? So you're going to see the evolution of college football change just because people are going to come to those schools because, hey, I know that there's a television contract for basketball, but if the eyes are on it and the program is doing well, that gives me a better chance to move on to the pros. But the fact that App State's not in the top 25 is kind of a, a shame, too, because they've, they've showed up. Yes, they have one loss, but guess what? There's going to be people in the top 25 with one loss that aren't playing as well as App State is. So I think App State is for real. We'll see how the rest of their season goes, but uh, Kansas not being ranked, I think that's just you know some penance for some previous crimes that uh, they're trying to work off. But uh, moving into service academy football, Navy we eked out a win at East Carolina. I, I watched that game; it was gross. Every time I watch Ken Niamatololo's face when like their kicker <laughs> kicks a field goal, he's shocked that they're winning, and that's and that's just a scathing indictment on the program, man. Like like them or hate them, it's Navy. You know we don't want to see them win, but we also <laughs> you know I just get tired of seeing that look on Ken's face, man. Like he's shocked. Like, Oh my gosh, we actually won this football game. Like it was that bad. Like I was watching it double overtime and you're just like, dude, like coach your team better. Right. Like put them in a position where they can win. 
Yeah. Uh, Air Force smoke Nevada. And I don't think that's anything else, but, uh, there's, they have an alumni that's uh, kind of pissed off everybody in football. So if Nevada continues to lose, I don't care. And Army <laughs> is coming off a bye week going into Georgia State or Georgia State's coming up to, to Mikey Stadium. We did a really good deep dive on the Army football show, but I, I definitely think that's a contest to watch because, again, it's going to be, you know, skill on skill. Is their quarterback better than our defense? And, and, and I think that's going to be a great game to watch. But I also think uh, Troy Calhoun needs to take that freaking Nebraska job sooner rather than later because Air Force needs a distraction because they're pretty much rolling. I think they kind of slipped on the banana peel against Wyoming, but uh, after the drubbing that they put on Nevada, I think they're, they they kind of got it back uh, on target. I think they're legit and Wyoming's underrated. Uh, Wyoming does look underrated. That's true. They got a big game this weekend too. I forget who they're playing. I think Air Force is a problem. Well, well, we'll see this weekend, right? Uh, you got Navy going up to Air Force and Navy's defense looks good, but their offense has just been dreadful. And I don't think that they've convinced me of anything because they beat East Carolina, even though obviously they sc- had to score some points there. But um, yeah. yeah, let's talk about it this next week. Yeah, but it was 20, it was 23 points in overtime. Like it was not, you know, it wasn't like yeah. they were impressive. It, they had one really long pass over the top and their fullbacks looked okay-ish. But again, mm-hmm. they put the ball on the turf, I think it was like three times. So again, <clears throat> when it comes to the turnover battle, as aggressive as the Air Force's defense is, I don't know. I think Navy might be taking a whooping, particularly at my high stadium. But we'll pass it over to Dan uh, for the Commander Trophy status. Well, yeah, like I said, you know, we'll we'll come back to this next week. You know, you got the first big game with uh, Navy going to Air Force. I, I tend to agree that Air Force definitely comes in with the with the rub, if you want. But you know, who knows? I think Coach Ken knows he's got his job on the line this year. He tends to be very good in those high pressure situations, and it just is what it is, right? Uh, on the FCS side, got Coast Guard Academy is now two and two, having lost to Anna Maria this past weekend. Uh, they have a coming uh, challenge against Norwich this week, and you've also got the Merchant Marine Academy sitting at two and one. They beat Keene College nine to seven. That's a baseball score this past weekend. Uh, they take on Worcester Poly, uh, Polytechnic Institute. Um, Rob, you got a note in here. The school formerly known as Worcester County Free Institute of Industrial Science. Is that real? Yeah, what, that's real. What, but that was like 1886. <laughs> like when I looked it up, because I was like, WPI, like what the hell? You know, so when I looked it up, that was the original name for the school. Like, when it was first founded. So I, I found that humorous. But uh, let's talk about Joe's Blue Falcon of the Week. So what, what are your thoughts? Because there's a lot of shenanigans that happened this weekend. And, uh, you know, somebody that pulled defeat from the jaws of victory or, or what are your thoughts? You know, I, man, it, you know, I, I battled over this, whether it was the, the ASU uh, coaching staff that leaked information to get Herm Edwards fired. I, I think that's about as blue Falcon a move as you can get. Yeah. I a name to assign that to, but it honestly, um, it, it, it was, it was kind of nauseating. Like, man, cause I respect Herm Edwards. I, I think he's a, a solid football mind, a solid football coach, and I, I was just like, whoever did that put the state of ASU football as to where it is, uh, dude, you're definitely the Blue Falcon, and for generations. And and this cover on the chair isn't a joke. I did go 0-3, so if you bet with me, I'm going to myself. But, but every team that I bet on did win Moneyline, but we don't pick Moneyline games here. That's for uh, CrossFit and 
people who got a lot of soy in their diet. Men pick the spread, <laughs> and I lost against the spread. So um, I'm wearing a share of the Blue Falcon um, blame. I may not have the color on, but but the shame is there, fellas. Uh, yeah. Michigan definitely looked um, what I was worried about. Like they have a freshman quarterback. Yeah. I, I don't know. I watched that game and it just, they seemed out of, they seemed out of sorts and I don't know why. Right. And, and I don't know why the defense looked good. And I think that's just the trend that we're seeing this season, you know, and, and one of the things that we talked about for on the army show is, you know, when you look at these teams, the number of plays that they're having on defense, you know, and, and, and that's one of those statistics that's not really tracked. Like we don't talk about it. It's part of team defense. But when you look at the teams that are doing well, they have under 150 plays on mm. defense in four games. And the teams that are kind of struggling are over 200. And so that's a, it's a pretty telling statistic, but it's just like the game within the game. If you're not paying attention to those type of things, it, it hurts. And, and I can tell you, Michigan, again, pretty stout defense, but like it's Maryland, dude, like that shouldn't have happened. And, you know, watching Big Ten football, that's just one of those. Yeah. Yeah. They were getting thrown off the ball. Yeah, it was just one of those things that that that's not supposed to happen. But that against Maryland. Yeah, that, that, but I will yeah. Say this, Maryland. Hey, look, watch Maryland the rest of the year. They're, yeah, I, I, that wasn't a fluke. And I'll tell you this: Michigan won by seven, and they got every single break in the game. Yeah, hmm. that's true. Well, you also got to think you've got uh, you, you got you got Tua's brother is their starting quarterback, so you know that there's some talent in that uh, that gene pool. That runs pretty after deep. that turnover and got a couple of triggered Joe texts right back. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe is not in a good mood. It's pretty funny. Uh, anyway, moving on to games of the week Thursday. Hey, like I'm starting to dig the Thursday, Friday schedule in college football. Cause it's like, there's really nothing else on and I'm not a big pro football fan. So it's nice to be able to tune in to something on the, on the television that not is essentially, you know, super boring pro football in my opinion. Anyway, mm-hmm. Thursday night, you got Utah State and BYU. That's a little bit of a late kick for a primetime game, and that's just because they're closer to the West Coast than they are to the East. So that's 8 o'clock on ESPN. Friday on September the 30th, you got Tulane and Houston. That should be a decent game. And UTSA and MTSU actually will probably be a good one, just based off of the way that those guys played last week. And it like MTSU came out of nowhere. And, and smacking people around. So I think that's going to be a great game. And the best part about the MTSU game is they, they beat Miami on Mario Crystal Ball's birthday. So <laughs> you know, how about that birthday present for you? Losing by two touchdowns on national. Oh Tony. man. Yeah. So that was, that was interesting. You got San Diego state, and Boise state at eight, you know, Washington and UCLA, if you want to stay up and New Mexico and UNLV, UNLV again, one of those basketball schools uh, from the nineties, but it may turn around, uh, with NIL stuff. All right, Saturday, this is where all the, the action happens. So you got Georgia State and Army kicking at noon on uh, CBS Sports Network. And if you're conflicted, make sure you have a different, uh, separate setup. If you want to watch Navy and Air Force go at it, they're at Air Force, so they're going to be at altitude playing huh. against the uh, the Falcons. I did not realize that that was going head-to-head with the Army game. What? That's a programming choice. Yeah, I, I mean, that was that's kind of – I don't know. Again, there's a lot of fratricide between uh, ESPN, ABC, and, and now CBS is doing it. But uh, uh, you got number four, Michigan, against Iowa. That's usually a good game just because, you know, the Hawkeyes are a lot tougher than people give them credit for. You'll blink, and they'll be 8-0. Oh. 
you won't you won't even realize it. Then you're like, oh, they're playing for the the conference championship. Like, oh, their division championship. Holy moly! Uh, you got Kentucky and Ole Miss. That should be a good good game. Uh, that's noon on ESPN. And then you got Oklahoma and TCU. Oklahoma's got to pull it together. TCU has, I think their quarterback is like the number one quarterback in college football QBR wise. And they're going against uh, Oklahoma that's nicked up. And I mean, pretty bad. Uh, late afternoon kicks, you got Wake and Florida State. This might be, this will determine who stays in the top 25 because I think the loser of that is definitely dropping out this week. Uh, you've got uh, Northwestern and Penn State. I think that'll be a good one. Uh, Rutgers and Ohio State on the Big Ten Network. Obviously, you can tell if it's on the Big Ten Network, they really don't care about that game. Uh, you got <laughs> Oklahoma. You got Oklahoma State and Baylor. Uh, that's nine versus sixteen, so that's a ranked on ranked matchup. And then you got Alabama versus Arkansas. That one should be interesting because you know Arkansas probably goes in there with a chip on their shoulder based off of last year's game, and I think Bama's primed for another you know sneaky kind of upset because they're getting closer and closer to getting. To, to losing moving on to the primetime games though you got nc state and clemson like they're talking about it big time out here in north carolina man like everybody is high on nc state i'm just not so sure about it we'll see they're uh, gonna get murdered i'm sorry but clemson had their bad game last week and nc state's walking in there to get murdered yeah yeah i, 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 yeah, I, like, I think this general there yeah, I, I think I think Clemson may be uh, back to form when when they won the championship, or maybe that year where they got close and I, uh, lost in the first round. I don't think it's a blow. Um, I think I think NC State is a legitimate quality team, and and, and they'll have a they'll have a but I think Clemson, like uh, right it's a big game, rivalry game. They win by ten points, it's a solid win. Yeah, so, that's true. Clemson covers at six and a half. Though. Yeah, that's fair. And then, of course, the, the big primetime matchup is going to be Georgia at Mizzou. And that's on the SEC network. So, again, that's another one like, hey, we're throwing that one out to the to the paywall or the people with the extended coverage because, like, they don't have any high hopes for Missouri. Dan, uh, what games are you going to be watching this week? Uh, big one would be Wake at FSU, you know, if it happens. Coach Clawson already said that he's not traveling to Florida in the middle of a hurricane. And honestly, who can blame the guy? But, you know, Florida State ready to take that forfeit if it's on the table. Um, you know, sportsmanship at college football, alive and well. And then on the other side, you know, we talked about this, but it's a great week of group of five matchups. You know, if you look at the lines on those power five matchups, not a lot of them are one score lines. Whereas in the group of five, there's a lot of close games projected. You know, Army and Georgia State both need this win badly. Tulane and Houston, that's a barn burner every year. FAU at North Texas. Miami, Ohio, ah, Miami, Ohio at Buffalo, if you care about uh, the MAC, Liberty at Old Dominion, two sneaky, really good teams in Virginia. And, you know, you already touched on it, UTSA at MTSU, suddenly a little spicy. I, You got to be ready to go to the group of five this weekend, personally. Joe, how about you? I 100% agree. I was actually doing kind of a deep dive on that on my two-hour drive back home. And um, I'm really excited to see UTSA against Middle Tennessee. Hmm. Uh, and there's a couple betting experts that are saying take that over in the over 73. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, forget about it. So, I don't know enough to lay any money on it, but uh, that should be a fun one to watch. Um, but I agree um, that NC State and Clemson should be getting the same attention up here. Unfortunately, it is not. Um, you know, I lived in North Carolina for 10 years, so um, 
I know how huge the trash talk and how huge that game is. And there's a fan. Your neighbors could be fans of both either school, you know, and it's 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 it's, it's a big deal down there. And um, I believe that NC State is is legit. Um, I don't think there's two overrated. I think they finished in the, t- in the teens somewhere. Um, and I think Clemson, like Daniel said, is going to hit their stride this weekend, but that's going to be a solid game if that one happens because I hear that weather might project, uh, you know, whether that game actually happens or not. That's what they were saying today. I didn't know that that was an issue. Um, yeah, they're, they're looking the, – they said uh, Hurricane Ian is going to turn up the coast. You know, so he's gonna he's gonna hit hit the Panhandle and then start moving north along the along the the East Coast. So that's South Carolina, North Carolina, and uh, quite quite frankly, you know, if it's a little rainy, cool. If it's hurricane still, that is not gonna be fun because those usually tend to be super crappy. Uh, for me, like I said, I think the big one we've already talked about it a couple times. MTSU and, and UTSA is gonna be a, a great game to watch. Uh, I'll probably peek in on Northwestern and Penn State because I think that'll be a, a more competitive contest. You know, they're they're at Penn State, so uh, mm. I mean advantage advantage as Penn State, of course. Yeah. Just because Northwestern has not played well, but Northwestern likes to play spoiler, man. Like they they do it every year. They'll drop one or two, and then out of nowhere, they'll pick off one of the better teams in the Big <laughs> Ten. So I think that's I, one in, of the things. In twenty three and a half. If if they could get that game in Ireland, then I would be a believer. But I'm not I'm not so sure if it's going to be at Penn State. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, neutral, neutral field in Ireland, I guess. Of course, <laughs> I think I think Bama and Arkansas is going to be one of the games to watch. I'm like, you know, I put it in the notes, but I would definitely take the under on that one. I think both of those defenses are pretty stingy, and their offensive have have not been producing. So you know, if you're going to lay money down on that one. I would say, you know, you know, at least take the over, you know, because the spread, I think the spread is like 20. I don't think the spread's that much. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, 17. Yeah, 17. Seven point game last year. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot closer than that one. All right. Well, we kind of talked about what we're going to be watching, but let's actually, you know, dive in and, and make some picks. What do you think? Weekly Locks. So I went two and one last week, and I have in the cruiser welts in the cruiserweight belt standings. I have started to claw my way back from six down. So that unfortunately is a lot of clawing back. I'm 11 games behind the leader, which is that's like I wish we had a mountain stage. That's that's what I need to get back in the lead. But anyway, um, I'm taking UTSA minus four at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, I understand that Miami had a bad game, but I think people have lost their mind about Middle Tennessee a little bit. Um, We'll see. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. And uh, I'm also taking Air Force to cover minus 14, hosting the mids. Like, we already talked about that. I just, that mids offense is god-awful. I don't know. We'll see what their defense is. It may be a low-scoring game, and I might take the under, but... Daniel, what's the over-under in that game? Do you know? I I do not know. Uh, While you are talking, though, I will look it up. Further, I'll look it up. Yeah, so so for me, you know, I went went 1-1-1. and which sucks because of the stupid freaking basically push that I had in that last game that I took uh, right now. Hey, take the over on Texas tech and K state. I think both of those offenses are firing pretty well. Uh, Adrian Martinez, like he, he got off the sinking ship early. So he left the frost train before the frost train happened. So he got out of there and went to K state. And I don't know if you've watched him play or even the highlights, but that dude is showing out like he's making his case 
to play at the next level and, and probably in the postseason. Like if he wasn't at K-State, he'd probably be in the postseason because that guy was good enough to transfer just about anywhere and play. And I think he just stayed in the Midwest because it's close to home. Looks like he found a home. Yeah. I, I mean, he looked good. Five touchdowns. Come on. That, that That's pretty easy. Uh, take Northwestern to cover 25 and a half. I think that game will be closer than that. I think Penn State is good, but I think Northwestern will sneakily get in there. And then uh, the other game that I picked, uh, I actually put it in the cruiserweight title this week. I said, you know, take the under on Arkansas and Bama, but the game that I picked was Purdue. And I forget who they're playing, but bottom line is Purdue's going to go in there and start playing spoiler. Yeah, they're playing Minnesota. Uh, they're going to start playing spoiler maker again this year. And this is about the time where they kicked in and they ran like that seven or eight straight. And I think this might be the time. And PJ Fleck always, I don't know why, but he always kind of gets hung up when he's playing against some of that not so great Big Ten competition. He always rises to the occasion as a coach and his team gets him ready. But when it's time for him to play one of those meh teams that they start looking past, I think it might bite him. And I'll pass it over to Joe. What are your thoughts? Very keen observation on PJ Fleck. He does start off hot. It's like there's a tape on him. Comes in about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love him as a coach. I love his energy. You guys, awesome. But uh, I agree with that. Um, you know, I got man, I got burned last week for doing it, and it's almost making. But I'm telling you, I went away from my gut on three picks. Daniel said, "Joe, what do you got? Ohio State, Wisconsin. I said, Ohio State. Boom, Florida." Tennessee picked that one. But anyways, I went away from all three of my picks when it came pick time, so I'm going with my gut here. Michigan, Iowa, under 42. All right, I can see Michigan winning that game 28-10, and that being a high-scoring game. Iowa's averaging 19 points and giving up five. Yeah, these are two crazy good defenses, and J.J. McCarthy has not really found his rhythm yet, and I think it's going to be a lot of running, a lot of defense. So I got I got the under in that game, uh, Michigan Iowa under 42. I don't understand why Kentucky's getting seven, going to going to Ole Miss, but I'll take it. I like Kentucky plus seven. Um, I love the NC State Clemson over. That game's at 40, so I'm taking if that game happens, the over under is 40 points, gentlemen, with Clemson on the field. So I, I you know 21 20 and you hit that. So um, I'm taking the over because I, I, I think that that game's actually it wind determines scoring, not as much as rain does. Rain actually produces a little. So and then I actually took the Bama. Um, I took Arkansas plus 17 at home. I think they keep that game close. I think they stay within two scores. Um, but, you know, it was a seven point game last year. So I got Michigan, Iowa under 42, Kentucky plus seven. Uh, Arkansas plus 17, and then NC State Clemson over 40. So I'm either digging myself a hole or climbing out of it one way or the other, boys. Yeah, I I, I legitimately think like that that call for Arkansas uh, and Bama. I think that that one that that's a smart call. I think that's a call that anybody would make because knowing how Bama has struggled, it's going to be, you know, it's funny because it, it's like. I saw a meme this week that somebody posted like, a, you know, they showed the score between Georgia and Kent State and they were like, oh, my gosh, like Georgia's just a, one of the best teams. and They're looking like a, the, the champion again. And then they were throwing the boo birds at the, the near misses that Bama has had. 
And it's like, well, what's the difference between those two teams? I will tell you the difference between those two teams. Stetson Bennett, right? I mean, like we're waiting for Bryce Young to show up. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't sure. performed like he did last year. And, you know, everybody was talking at the beginning of the season, back-to-back Heismans for him and blah, blah, blah. But, like, the reality of it is, is like, hey, man, like, C.J. Stroud and Stetson Bitten are legit good. Like, he is going to have to put up some monster numbers for the rest of the year. And I mean monster numbers, if he can. Dark uh, And a dark horse, I, you know, I'm going to screw his name up, so I'm not even going to try it. Quarterback at USC, once again, is, is being talked about after three, four weeks. Uh, I mean, we'll see, because last year, um, I think after three weeks, he was one of the, you know, dark horses to win the Heisman. And I, I can't remember his name, for the love of God, I'm not a Southern Cal fan, never will be. Um, so, yeah, but I was sitting there looking at the stats, he's like number two or three in everything. You know, it's like Stroud, and then you see his name, and he keeps popping up, so... Um, bothering me, but I'm telling you that... the quarterback for USA they got a good they got actually a pretty good test this weekend yeah well it's Caleb Williams and the other part of it is is all really Caleb has to do is hang out because all these guys are going to move on next year and so if he can continue to perform and not get injured and hold his starting slot his starting spot he's going to be the guy next year he's going to be the guy to beat right yeah 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 you know your number one passing efficiency quarterback is the guy from TCU at 216.03 and then right behind him is C.J. Stroud. But the difference is eight touchdowns and about 600 yards. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at a pretty stout competition. And that's the same thing with, you know, look at J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy is the number three quarterback in QBR this season. Problem is he's 600, 600 yards behind C.J. Stroud and 11 touchdowns. Again, it's about production when it gets to that point. Because when you look at, you know, overall passing touchdowns, that's when it gets tight. You know, so you've got... Drake Maine, uh, CJ Stroud with 16. Sam Hartman's got 13. Austin Reed from Western Kentucky. That guy's been a sleeper. Who's that kid? Don't know, but he obviously can throw because he's got 16 touchdowns this season. So again, I think quarterbacks, you know, unfortunately quarterbacks get the most eyes, but you know, there's a whole bunch of unsung heroes that are propping that dude up. But I think legitimately CJ Stroud has the best receiver core in college football and whatever they're doing in that uh, recruiting in that locker room and the wide receivers at Ohio state, like everybody else in college football needs to get some of that, particularly if you like forward pass and touchdowns, because (laughs) those guys, those dudes are ridiculous. I I mean, it's like for one in their clubhouse, as far as number one, wide out. So yeah, it's like, like Marvin Harrison, the best wide out on the team. Yeah. Dudes. But the thing is dudes are getting hurt and he's like the number two guy and he's, the best receiver on the team. Well, and, um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy how much talent it is, but like, you know, looking at Bryce Young, he's quietly got a thousand yards passing and 13 touchdowns, but he's just not winning like these other guys are. So I think, you know, that's, that's yeah. something to watch. You hate to see it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, when they come in and they feel like they're nationally disrespected, they treat Michigan like they're the nation. <laughs> well, that's a keen observation, my friend. But like I said, I think there's going to be some good matchups this weekend. I, I'd like to see, you know, not to say that I want to see Alabama fall, but I think Arkansas is probably poised for that upset. 
just because, you know, they're nicked up. They've had some games that could have gone either way and like, hey, look, let's let's get a little payback and let let's get our names back into the national conversation because when they were nine and zero last year, everybody was like, Oh, these guys are it. We're gonna see them playing against Georgia in the SEC championship and we saw how that worked out. So here's a chance for them to kind of get a little bit of payback. But uh anybody got a favorite thing before we close this show out? Dan, how about you? Uh, just to circle back around real quick, uh, Navy at Air Force over under 37 and a half. Uh, I think the real question is, do you think Air Force can score 30 points? Because I don't know that I believe Navy's going to put up more than seven. Yeah, I, I think the highest output that Navy's had this season was 23 in an overtime game, which is god awful. I, I mean, like there, there's, you know, the prep school team at Army could put up more points than the Navy football team this year. But uh, yeah. My favorite thing is, hey, look, Army's back on the slate again. Uh, they had a week off. I think they needed to buy, but they got a tough test against them with Georgia State. We covered that pretty deep on the other show, but like Georgia State and Army is going to be a good game. And again, that's a group, you know, that's outside of the group of five. But I, like Dan said earlier, the group of five games are probably a little bit more interesting this week than the power five games. And you can tell based off of who's getting the primetime slots, because like a lot of the, the ranked teams are regulated to the respective networks of uh, their televised games. So you've got, you know, Georgia on the SEC network, Ohio State's on the Big Ten network. When they do that, there's like, oh, there's more interesting games that are out there. And it's kind of it's kind of to their detriment because, you know, they're not getting the eyeballs on them. But really, nobody wants to sit back and watch, you know, Ohio State score like 60 points on somebody when there's probably a more compelling game or a more interesting contest. It's like the decision to put Army behind the paywall. They do it because they know the fan base can afford to pay. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, if you know they're putting Army on the regional sports network against Wake Forest in uh, 10 days because those those are big contracts, those regional sports network contracts. Like, yeah. those those channels are struggling to survive. But anyway, yeah, that's it. All right, so... Again, I'm Rob the Angry Colonel with uh, Trigger Joe and Dano E. Cabeza covering down for your college football roundtable. Dan's got the strap. I don't know if he's going to be able to hold on to that thing for the rest of the year. He's going to coming back, baby. You're going to you're going to pick like ten games a week and get seven <laughs> of them right because it's looking pretty rough. But as always, we thank you guys for checking us out, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Thanks. Beat Georgia State. Beat them. As for Football would like to thank you for your continued support of the Army Football Podcast. As for Football and Army Athletics. You can find us across all platforms of social media at As for Football. Join the As for Football team for our next episode coming soon to a podcast platform near you.